Welcome to a new episode of White Girl Haunted, a podcast about two incredibly atypical basic white girls who also love true crime and the paranormal. Be sure to follow us on social media. We will post pictures and links to our podcast so you can follow along to the story. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at White Girl Haunted and on Twitter at WG Haunted. Thanks for listening. And we're back. And we're back. Yes, it's been a hot minute, eh? It's been a very hot minute. A scalding yeah. lava hot minute. Like, nobody wanted to touch it for a long time. <laughs> but we got some penicillin. We did. <laughs> it's all fixed up. We got a couple shots. Got a couple shots. Yeah. We're fully vaccinated. Yep. For the hot yep. shot. And sure. here we are. We are. We are. And um, I think it was just... Fuck, like this last year has just been... Yeah, it's just, it's just been, I mean. Why? What's happened the last year? Well, I mean, Chris had his heart surgery. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm totally kidding. So, oh, oh, you mean like with COVID? Yeah. Duh. Sarcasm. Sarcasm. I, I, it's did been. Forget, did you forget sarcasm? It's been a while since I recognized your sarcasm, okay, I guess, right, maybe. Okay, right, Because, um, I mean, we've talked, but we haven't been like face-to-face. I, I mean, we weren't even face-to-face when we were recording before, because it was just mm-hmm. on Skype, right? Yeah, yep. So now we're actually like here we are in it to win it together in it to win it yeah Fieri yes so, so Chris had his ticker surgery he did he's tip top now he is so now I don't have to do everything myself and <laughs> pay other people to come and do stuff for me right which is always a win yes is he, does he notice a difference yes like energy wise yes I bet yeah he does so he was slowly getting tired over time yeah um. And then it got to the point, so usually they, they let this kind of thing go. So it was, he had a leaky um, mitochondrial valve, um, which is inside the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically when he had the surgery, the, the surgeon came out and talked to me and he said that his valve looked like stretched bubble gum. Jesus so you know when you're chewing Christ. bum and you take it out and stretch it out? Yes. That's what his looked like. So they usually let these kind of things go until... They start to, like, the person starts to notice that they're out of breath more easily and that sort of thing. And Chris has always been kind of an active guy. Not an active as in, like, playing sports or running or stuff, but he's just a go, go, go kind of guy. Yeah, busy, yeah. And um, just going up the stairs was getting, like, hard for him. So um, he'd have his yearly appointments with the cardiologist and... uh, at his one appointment during COVID, so it was in October, um, they said, he said, yeah, you're just, you need to have this done within the next three to six months or, Jeez. um, you'll be dead in three to five years. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So, um, and because of COVID, it just took so long. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, he got, he was told he was considered elective surgery. Remember when we shut down? Are you kidding? And they were only doing like emergency surgeries? Yeah. He was con- he was considered elective. elective. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, you want to live? That's elective. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Yeah, so, um, but anyways, we had it done on June 30th, so um, he got to have a good chunk of the summer off, which was nice. Okay. Um, not nice for me, because, you know, I was working from home. I had Charlotte here, and I had Chris here. and It's a full house. And the dog, who's... Georgie! Still a puppy. Georgie! Hello! Uh, yeah, we got a puppy. Yes. But we've had her for a year now. I never thought I would see a day when you get a puppy. And I don't mean that offensively, not that you're taking it that way. But I'm but very like, much a cat person. I'm, and maybe that's what it is, because I'm like, I don't consider you a dog person. Although now, it just fits. Like, it's, I walked in the first time meeting Georgie, who's sniffing the mic right now. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is how it should be. Yeah, and she's such a super good pup. She's so sweet. And she's a redhead, so she fits in. Yes. She's got a fiery personality. We named her Georgie after um, the dead kid from the It movies. Right. Not the nursery rhyme. Although we do say Georgie Porgie putting him pie. Kissed all the kitties and made them cry. We do say that, don't we? She's like, what? Me? Um, Of course. That's a perfect, yeah, yeah, name for you guys. And as a side note. Okay. So Charlotte, my lovely six and a half year old. Mm Mm-hmm. 
is going out for Halloween as Pennywise. Yes. And we got a little yellow raincoat mm -hmm. for Georgie. No. And we're going to go get her a, a red balloon with helium <gasps> in it. And it's... she's going to come trick-or-treating with us. Oh, my God. You guys do the best. You have, like, celebrity-level costumes. We, uh, we, like, we just, yeah. I think I like the attention. <laughs> That's, that was very honest. <laughs> I really like the attention. I do. It, it reminds me of, like, and we've talked about Charlotte's wonderful costumes here before. She went as Negan before yes. with Lucille, the bat. Um, but it reminds me of Neil Patrick Harris. Do you know him and his husband? Who's, yes. Is it Nate is his husband? I can't remember his name. Ah. Oh. I'm sorry. No. I don't know. We now know you said listening. you said Nate, so it makes me think of Nate Burkus, but no. Yes, no, no, no. But I know who Nate is. Yes. So, um, him and his husband, and they have two sweet, adorable little kids, and they always dress up in the best costumes every single year. Oh, do they? So this is what this reminds me of. It's a real NPH situation. Oh, I love it because I love NPH. He's the best. Um, yeah. So what's been new with you? What's been new with me? Well, still mostly working from home mm -hmm. in both my jobs. Um, we were talking about you getting a new couch. We got a new couch. Nice. Like a new living room set. Um, we ordered it the Friday before the world shut down. Oh, jeez. And then couldn't get it for months and months and months because like everything was closed. Um, we also ordered a bed at that time. Again, couldn't get that, but we all have it now, so that's fine. And what else is new? Nothing, like, dramatic. It feels like it's the same but different after COVID. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So slowly integrating back into society. I feel like people don't know how to live in society or be in society now after the world shut down for a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. Like, you go into public and people are just kind of, like, a little, I don't know, they're a little wild out there. Do you ever notice that? Yeah, yeah, I have. They're just, like on, yeah. There's an edge. Yeah. He's kind of on edge. And I don't know if it's like, we don't know if the world's going to shut down again, if there's going to be a lockdown. We're forgetting how to um, be in society, but. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, dude, like, I'm so boring. Our life is so boring. Wow. I've just had, like, so many things happen in my life over the last. I know. We haven't had any heart surgeries. We <sighs> haven't got any puppies, which I'm not too impressed about, not having puppies in my life. We just have Lennon and Farley. That's it. How is Lennon doing? Lennon is going to be 14 years young on Halloween. Wow. And he's doing great. He lost a tooth. <laughs> As we do in old age. Yes. You know, we can't take them all. And he's doing fine. He just, like, sleeps and hangs out. He, Yeah. That's Lennon. He's Lennon? Yeah. He's Lennon. He's never caught a mouse in his life. I don't even know if he's really a cat, honestly. I mean, he is, but never never caught a mouse, has no interest. Can't even catch a fly in the house. Like, sometimes there's, in the yeah, summertime, yeah. you know, there's flies, yeah. and he'll, like, maybe do, like, kind of a really effort swat at it, and then he's like, nah, I'm just going to lay here on the couch and look at my birds outside. <laughs> <laughs> like, we have one of those, um, um bird feeders that you like stick to the window yeah but it's yeah. clear so you can see everything and it's i put it specifically where he lays at yeah. the window and he like chipmunks and squirrels and birds come there and he just it's the most effort to even glance over at it like he just does not care he's oh. the best he has no fucks to give i like Z it always no fucks to give yeah so that's sold uh lennon nice yeah well we still have mavis I was gonna say, where's the old maesters? She's upstairs, uh, sleeping in, sleeping in the office in in the dog bed. Oh, um, she kind of claimed it. <laughs> so Georgie will kind of hang out beside it. Um, Did they get along? Yeah, they get along oh, that's for the good. most part. That's good. Um, Mavis, I think, kind of acts like like a crotchety old woman sometimes with her, even I'll though she's that. not. She's like, she'll be six, like in December or something. Yeah. Um, but like she grooms Georgie, like Aww. cleans her, um, plays with her. That's um, so sweet. Most of the times when they play too, like Mavis will initiate it. She'll be like, she does like this pouncy side thing, like let's go play. <laughs> but yeah, no, they're good and BFFs. Sometimes Georgie's an asshole. Sometimes Mavis is an asshole. 
Well, they all be assholes sometimes. They, Georgie. Yeah. Yeah. Look at your little poof. Oh, my goodness. Oh, hello. Hello. Yeah, you gotta be, like, you just give her even an inch, and she just... She's like, I'll take it. She's like, I am in. Don't need yeah. to tell me twice. Yeah, so... That's that. And it's, it's, so it's pumpkin season, but we're getting close to the end. Yeah. It's almost eggnog season. It's almost eggnog season. And I'd be lying if I said we didn't have eggnog in our fridge already. Uh, we had eggnog at Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as it's out. Yeah. Well, like I'm getting every, every container of eggnog. We, so I always get a fresh turkey. Um, so this year I got it from Bibs Meats. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when we went there to go pick it up, they had, like, the fridge section there, and there was eggnog. And I'm like, why don't we just get it for mm-hmm. Thanksgiving dinner? Oh. And everybody was like, that's a Christmas thing. And I'm like, fuck you. Hey. Why, I don't need this negativity they, in my life. You know what? Why are they releasing it the second week of October, then, if it's really for Christmas? Yeah. You're going to buy it October 13th and keep it for three months? No. It is a holiday season drink. It's and a, Yes. The holidays start once, once falls here. Oh, yeah. That's Once, it. Yeah, same. I feel the same way. It's everything right now to not put up my Christmas tree, but I'm going to wait till November 12th to put up that Christmas yeah. tree. Yeah. I like to have it up early. I, um, I've already been Christmas shopping. Me Obviously. Too. Yeah. How can you not? I like, a couple of years ago, this has always been, I think, your thing. You like to get it done early and yeah. often. A couple of years ago, I started doing it, and it's the greatest feeling. I like to be done my Christmas shopping by December 1st. Yeah. That's always my goal, because then it's just, like, smooth sailing. Yeah. So you might buy stocking stuffers here and there yeah. in December, but other than that, have it all done. And then you don't have to worry about crowds. You don't have to go in public. I don't want to go in public, especially this year. Yeah. You know, into the malls, but... No, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. I love having it done early. Like, I start shopping... Like, super early, and I actually have this cabinet downstairs that's, like, full of just gifts. Ooh. Like, that I have in there, like, I kind of keep it full, like, all year, so, mm-hmm. like, right now it's, like, it's mostly, like, kids stuff, so if Charlotte gets invited to a birthday party or something, oh, like, I can pull something out. That's a friggin' genius idea. Yeah, like, I got shit. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm in this group, it's called, like, Stay Calm and Shop On, it's a Facebook thing, and, um... These ladies, like, find deals on stuff mm-hmm. and uh, do, like, group buys. Oh. So, I like, I buy stuff all year and it's, like, cheap shit. Oh, that's cheap so shit. smart. Yeah. Yeah. See, some people are so thrifty. Is that thrifty? I don't know if it's thrifty, no, but I'm more like. Savvy? Shopping savvy. Shopping savvy. Yeah, Sh- thrifty, savvy. I guess, means, does that mean secondhand? Well, I mean, thrifty could be secondhand, but I think it could also be that people are just, uh... Cheap. <laughs> Which cheap. is not that... But smart with their money, I guess. Okay. Would you so it could be thrifty, then. That's smart with your money. Like, Georgie, what's that I funny? swear to God, she's trying to, like... What it is, is she wants to get comfortable. And because she can't get comfortable the way I'm sitting, she'll keep digging until she can... Oh, she's that's a move for you to be, like... Adjust your shit so I can be comfortable. That's a move for her to say, I want to be comfortable. (laughs) And since, and since you're not in a position where I can be comfortable, I'm going to dig. Georgie, I respect. Come here. I respect it, George. Okay. Here. Come lay with me. So here we are. Yes. It's fall season and we wanted to get back together to record an app for our tens of fans. (laughs) And tens of fans. <laughs> I would have said ones of fans. <laughs> I always feel really confident today. Um, and we wanted to have a bit of a theme, as as we do. So we're each bringing like a fall themed mini story, right? Yep. And then also incorporated into that, we decided to purchase each other some fall pumpkiny items to test. As Oops. a surprise. I hit the mic. Edit that out. That's what she said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Still works. Yep. 2021. Um, so yeah, this is, how do we want to do this? Do we want to do our stories first and then end it on the fun stuff? Or sure. Or do we want to fun stuff first? What do you think? I'm good either way. Like, the stories aren't that long, right? No, no. 
Um, why don't I go first? Okay. Because yours, because I know what it's about, uh-huh. will kind of lead us into the fun stuff, Perfect. I think. Perfect. Um, I don't know yours, so I'm excited. Yes, you do. Oh, I forgot them. You well, did oh. tell me you're right. I forgot what it is. Well, because remember I was like, I don't know. Should I do something spooky uh-huh. or what? Oh, I do know what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually didn't go as far into the story as I told you I was going to go. Okay. Because I realized once I start going, like, because we wanted to keep it short. Mm-hmm. So. Because you could do a whole thesis on that, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I kind of touch into, like, the last part, but maybe I'll do, like, an episode another time about it. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So what I decided to do was a history of the jack-o'-lantern. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, I did a little bit of research. Um, what? You? Just a little bit. As much as my ADHD brain can allow me to do. You would have made a really good, just sidebar, librarian back in, like, the 80s, 90s, previous, like the Dewey Decimal, you know when there's like the little cards? Yeah. Pull, it just it just makes me think very organized, and that's you. I mean that as a compliment. Okay, thank you. With your research and like files and stuff. As long as you're not saying that I'm very prude-like, and that's why. No, like, you would have been um, a good librarian. You would have been professional. Professional, but all but time, like, like, really let loose. Okay. Yeah. All right. Which, on a side note... <laughs> So I've been listening to this podcast on Spotify. It's called Mediums, uh-huh. and the host is Shelby Scott, I believe. Okay. And actually, it's um. So she talks about like famous mediums throughout. I'm looking it up right now. History. So she's on her first season right now, um, and it's actually really enjoyable to listen to. Okay. Um, and so the episode I was listening to today, she was talking about ectoplasm, and it's not in fact how the Ghostbusters depicted it as slimy, snotty, green stuff, but, like, vapors of, um, of, um, uh, like, spirits. Vapors of spirits, okay. Yes, yes, and I guess there was, like, one spirit whose vapors were coming from her vagina or something, so. <laughs> Don't we all have vapors from our vagina? We do. We have ectoplasm <laughs> leaking from our vagina, Could so. you imagine put that? If we were on Tinder, if we were both single, that's exactly what I would put on my Tinder profile. Probably. Because... Yeah, that'd be funny. Do you ever watch 90 Day Fiance? Mm-mm. Okay, never mind. I won't even go into that tangent then. Hey, I just got Discovery Plus. Oh. And I don't have cable. Let me tell so. you something. I was trying to find ways to illegal just sidebar, sidebar, sidebar. Yeah. Illegally <laughs> VPN Discovery Plus from the States. Yeah. Like I had it all prepared, like, buy the VPN, which is legal. Yeah. But then you have to get a U.S. Apple ID. Yeah. And you have to buy an iTunes card. But from America, so like from Target, to then put it on your iTunes account to then buy Discovery Plus. Like I was trying to manipulate the system 100% to get that. And then it just seemed really difficult. I couldn't get it to work. And then literally last week, I'm scrolling. And I mean, sometimes those targeted ads really get you. Yeah. They, they know what they're doing. And it said, welcome Discovery Plus in Canada. And if you think that I didn't press that button immediately oh, fuck yeah. and buy that? I was like, Apple Pay, thank you. And yep. that's all we've been watching. All yeah. we've been watching. I was so excited because, yeah. Like, I was like you. I'm like, okay, how can I stream this shit here? <laughs> yes. Because all these shows I want to watch, mm-hmm. because I like all the haunted and... Oh, well, it's true crime. It's ghost shit. It's yeah. relationship stuff. It's the trashiest TV that I love. Yeah. Love, love, love. Yeah. It's got, like, TLC. That's that's what I'm talking about, trash. Yeah, yeah, TLC, yeah. Not really the ghost stuff, but, like, TLC is absolute trash. Yes. And uh, I'm, well, like, we are very invested in the 90-day universe now. I never okay. thought I would be a person to watch that. I kind of poo-pooed it. But this last couple of years, it's just, we're in. Okay. We're yelling at the screen. We're, like, we have opinions. We could do, Jay and I. Although yeah, yeah, yeah. we get into it, we could probably do... Oh, a yeah. companion podcast to all of this <laughs> of like opinions on these people. Anyway, shout out to Discovery Plus Canada. Welcome. Yeah, thank you for coming to Canada. Um, it's one of the very few things that we like to welcome here. And it's good television programming. It's yes, and a great price point. It's four ninety nine. Yeah. Did you get the ad free one? Of course. Oh, I didn't. See, I'm so cheap. I might Dude. upgrade. I know because I was. Like, I'm not paying $2 for no ads. Oh, 
But then I gotta watch 60 seconds of just Discovery Plus program that I'm just gonna watch anyway of ads. So I might upgrade. You don't know this because you don't have the ads. No, but I, I for $2, I would upgrade. I, I mean, think I commercials are so 1990. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's very true. Anyway, okay. Okay. Sidebar so, Nation. We should just rename the podcast Sidebar Nation because... Do you want to? We should. Okay. Because... Honestly, <laughs> let's honestly let's rebrand. Side- we should we should rebrand. Okay, we're making history here. It's going to be called Star- Sidebar Nation. Sidebar Nation, with emphasis on true crime bullshit. Okay. Okay. Done. Let me just hire a graphic designer. Oh wait. Whoa. That's me. Hold on. What? That's you. That's what I was gonna say. Oh. Yeah. I was gonna say shit. Do we have a volunteer? Because that would be yeah, glorious. You. <laughs> okay. Um, so I decided to do, as I said, the history of the jack-o'-lantern. Um, <laughs> when I was doing this, and, um, I didn't really save any pictures, but, like, here's one. I'll just show you that real quick. Aren't they the scariest thing you've ever yes. seen in your life? It's That's like, like a turnip or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, they think that the origin of the jack-o'-lanterns, um, started, you know, like, in like Ireland, mm-hmm. um, it's in Celtic history, um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But so, um, so the carving of vegetables. Oh, I should say that I got information from Wikipedia, the Travel Channel, or was it? No, no, it was not Travel Channel. It was National Geographic mm-hmm. and ChrisWrites.com. Okay, um, just to put those out Shout there. Shout out. Yes, because that's where I I got the information from. So, the carving of vegetables has been a common practice in many parts of the world. It is believed that the custom of making jack-o'-lanterns at Halloween time began in Ireland. In the 19th century, turnips or mango wurzels, wurzels? I I should have clicked the button that says, how do you pronounce this, but I did not. That's okay. That's what we should call the podcast, (laughs) mango wurzels. (laughs) We'll name this episode called Mango Wurzel. <laughs> um, hollowed out to act as lanterns and often carved with grotesque faces. They were used in Halloweens in parts of Ireland and, and the Scottish Highland, Highlands. In these Celtic, Gaelic, sorry, speaking regions, Halloween was also the festival of, is it Samhain? Is that how you speak? I think it is Samhain, yeah. Samhain, yeah. Um, and has, and was seen as a time when supernatural beginnings Beings, oh my god, I can't talk. <laughs> you mean Souls of the dead walk the earth. Jack-o'-lanterns were also made at Halloween time in Somerset, England. So, the early Celtic rituals. So the concept of using a round fruit or vegetable to depict a human face goes back thousands of years in some northern European Celtic cultures. Um, so it may have been pre-Christian origins that evolved from the customs of head veneration or potentially even represented war trophies taken from foes. Um, and that's from uh, Nathan Mannion, who's a senior curator for the Epic, Epic the Irish Emigration Museum in Dublin. Hmm. Um, so the idea took deeper holding during the Celtic Festival of Samhain, which was originally celebrated on November 1st, and inspired many traditions of modern-day Halloween. On Samhain Eve, October 31st, spirits of the dead were thought to mingle with the living, to ward off restless souls, people who wore costumes, um, people wore costumes and carved frightening faces into root vegetables such as beets, potatoes, and turnips, um, which were usually plentiful because that was the end of the harvest season. Mm-hmm. Um, a practical pur- purpose also evolved, um, where mental metal lanterns were quite expensive, so people would hollow out the root vegetables. Um, over time, people started to carve faces and designs to allow light to shine through the holes without extinguishing the ember. Mm. Which makes me wonder, did they like just throw light in there without putting holes in it, just for shits and gigs? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, visitors to the National Museum of Ireland um, in County Mayo can see firsthand how terrifying these turnips could look. Um, so that picture that I showed you is actually a plaster cast um, oh. of a carved turnip lantern that was commonly common during the early 1900s called a ghost turnip. <laughs> oh my god! I have read this, but like when you say it out loud, it, it just sounds ridiculous. It sounds 
Yeah. Um, and clean, <laughs> complete with craggy teeth and sinister eye slits. Um, so. <laughs> Go sternum. Craggy, craggy teeth, sinister eye, eye slits. slits. <laughs> I mean, come on. Fuck. <laughs> I'm glad this stuff isn't as funny when you're saying it, like when you're trying to read through it, right? <laughs> I'd be like, I can't read that. Okay. So human foibles and nature's tricks. The origins of the jack-o'-lanterns aren't limited to, pr- to produce. The term also referred to people. According to Merriam-Webster, the 17th century Briton, it was common to call a man whose name you didn't know, Jack. Um, a night watchman, for example, became known as the Jack of the Lantern, or Jack-o'-lantern. Oh. See, it just all falls into place. It does. Um, then there's the 18th century Irish folktale of Stingy Jack. Um... I'm going to read a little bit more about Stingy Jack, so I'm going to kind of skip this part. Um, but the story also helps explain um, Ignis Fatus, a natural phenomenon that occurs in marshlands and bogs, such as those in Ireland's countryside, producing flickering lights as gases from decomposing organic matter combust. Whoa. Um, also known as Fool's Fire, Fiery Lights, Will-O-Wisps, and eventually the Jack-O-Lantern, it often seemed like a floating flame that would move away from travelers. If you were to follow the light, you could go into a sinkhole or bog or drown. Sounds like a fun time. Fun! Um, People thought it was Jack of the Lantern, a lost soul, or a ghost. So, the lynch... Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. That's just crazy. Let's take a beat because it sort of reminds me of, like, the bioluminescence, you know, when it, like, glows in the water. Yeah. Like, the fact that that happened. Imagine hundreds of years ago you saw that in a bog, like, in Ireland or whatever. Yeah. And you just saw, like, those kind of sparks happening. You totally would think that that was, like, a ghost or something scary. Yeah. To not have the science to understand that. That would have been terrifying. Yeah. Wow. And I'm one of those dumb people that it's, like, <laughs> you know in scary movies and people are, like, don't, don't go looking. Get the fuck out of the house. Like, you you know, yes. common sense, but I'm one of those people who'd be like, I'm going to go look. Oh, you would? Oh, fuck yeah. I'm like, what's going on? I have zero curiosity. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> you, for real? Like, right now, if there was, like, a bang or something in the basement, you would go down there? Yes. Oh, I would just I would. be like, all right, great seeing you. Todd's over. No, I would be like, what the hell was that? Let's let's fucking go down there and mess shit up, because I'm in the mood. Whoa. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, one of those people. You're, yeah, you're, you make that plot seem feasible because you would do that yes. yeah okay. but when i watch it i'm like why are people so stupid people don't do that <laughs> meanwhile i hear a noise upstairs and i'm like running up the stairs what was that <laughs> where is it you just because you really want to see a ghost probably yeah yeah or like i think i just have so much anger inside me that i just want like a burglar to try and take me on oh you're <laughs> Searching for a fight. I'm searching. You're for like a, fight. a 19 year old dude, all hopped up into testosterone, just yeah. like, "What's up?" That's right. That'd be so funny if a burglar. I mean, it wouldn't. It'd be horrible if a burglar came in, but then met you, like just raging. Yeah. What a terrifying! Like that's a ghost story for that burglar. You it know? would like be. that's a horror movie for that burglar to see, like an angry yeah. Bex coming in, like, "What's up?" Yeah. Like, oh, I've just... been waiting for you. <laughs> they call me Stingy Jack. <laughs> And on that note, good segue. Okay, so the legend of Stingy Jack. So people have been making jack-o'-lanterns of Halloween for centuries. Um, So they think that the practice originated from an Irish myth about a man called Stingy Jack. According to the story, Stingy Jack invited the devil to have a drink with him. True to his name, Stingy Jack didn't want to pay for his drink, so he convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin that Jack could use to buy their drinks. Clever. Stingy Jack. I know. We're like smarty pants, Jack. Right? Convince the dev. Um, so once the devil did so, Jack decided to keep the money and put it in his pocket next to a silver <laughs> cross. Jack was a hustler. He was, which prevented the devil from changing back into his original form. Jack eventually freed the devil under the condition that he would not bother Jack for one year and that should Jack die, he would not claim his soul. The next year, Jack again tricked the devil into climbing into a tree to pick a piece of fruit. While he was up there, Jack carved a sign of the cross into the tree's bark so the devil could not come down until the devil promised Jack not to bother him for ten more years. (laughs) 
<laughs> Soon after Jack died, as the legend goes, ignore that light, it flickers. Okay. We're not haunted. Okay. It's, it's a smart light bulb, and I think it's starting to... Be less smart? Be less smart, yeah. The Alzheimer's is sitting in, I think. <laughs> um, so soon after Jack died, as the legend goes, God would not allow such an unsavory figure into heaven. Now, when I hear unsavory, I think food. Yeah. Like, oh, this this turnip is so unsavory. Let's put a <laughs> this, face in it instead. This, these isolates are very <laughs> unsavory. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. The devil, upset by the trick Jack had played on him and keeping his word not to claim a soul, would not allow Jack into hell. So he sent Jack off into the dark night with only a burning coal to light his way. Jack put the coal into a carved-out turnip and has been roaming the earth ever since. The Irish began to refer to the ghostly figure as Jack of the Lantern and then simply Jack-o'-lantern. Um, and in Ireland and Scotland, people began to make their own versions of Jack's lanterns by carving scary faces into turnips or potatoes, which I find very weird because potatoes are not the size of a pumpkin. No, that'd be really hard to do. Um, and placing them into windows or near doors to frighten away Stingy Jack and other wandering evil spirits. In England, large beets are used. Immigrants from these countries brought the jack-o'-lantern tradition with them. When they came to the United States, they soon found that pumpkins, a fruit native to America, made perfect jack-o'-lanterns. Um, so... The Coming to America with Eddie Murphy. Murphy? Murphy. <laughs> I just I can't talk today. <laughs> it's the remake. It's Coming to America with Stingy Jack. Yeah. Told ya. Like, this was a lot. Just. Yeah. Like, I'm not even using everything because this, I was like, the story of a pumpkin could, or the jack-o'-lantern, it's not going to be that long, but. It really is. It yeah. goes deep. So, um, they came to America. Um, but by then, the tradition of the jack-o'-lanterns had already taken root in the New World, showing up in early American literature and media. Writer Nathaniel Hawthorne referred to one in his 1835 short story, The Great Carbuncle, and again in 1852 with Feathertop, about a scarecrow with a carved pumpkin head. According to another author, um, the first image of a pumpkin's jack-o'-lantern is likely one that appeared in 1867 issue of Harper's Weekly. Hmm. Um, Washington Irving's The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, first published in 1820 and republished in 1853, propelled the pumpkin into American culture like never before. In the short story's climax, the headless horseman chucks an uncarved pumpkin at Ichabod Crane, who is never seen again. But most images of the terrifying villain portray him holding a fiery jack-o'-lantern, which helped the story become a perennial Halloween favorite. The legend is considered a Halloween story, probably because it was one of the first internationally well-known horror stories. Um, and the pumpkin became associated with that element of the fear, and that's why the jack-o'-lantern comes out, because it's with the galloping soldier, the headless horseman, whatever you want to call him. Sorry, that was... I said whatever you want to call him, because that was actually somebody's quote, and I forgot to mention that person, so whatever. <laughs> Moving on! Um, so in the 19th and early 20th centuries, the, in, the influx of Irish immigrants who brought their traditions and folktales also helped shape the story of jack-o'-lanterns in America. Um, they discovered that pumpkins, not indigenous to Ireland, but common in North America, were much better suited to carving than turnips or potatoes. Um, as more Americans began to celebrate Halloween, the jack-o'-lantern emerged at its most iconic image. A review of the Atlantic Constitution described in, 19, or in 1892, All-Halloween Party at the home of Atlanta Mayor William Hempville in glowing terms. Never in the annals of Atlantic society has a more unique and brilliant entertainment been given, with decor showcasing all sorts of smiling lanterns made of pumpkins, cleverly carved with faces. Um, and then, yeah, so I think I'm going to end it there because it starts to talk a little bit more about, um, the Headless Horseman and whatnot. Um, uh, yeah, so there was just one thing here that I wanted to say because it mentioned, 
a local play. So it said the application of the term to carved pumpkins in American English is first seen in 1834. The Carved Pumpkins Lanterns Association with Halloween is recorded in the first November 1st, 1866 edition of the Daily News, which was in Kingston, Ontario. Oh! Yeah. And I just wanted to share that because that was from Wikipedia, so. Cool. So that is kind of um, a bit of a history of the jack-o'-lantern. So it started in Ireland where they carved creepy little fucking faces into small <laughs> root vegetables. It looks terrifying, eh? Yeah, it really does. It's, yes. It makes me think of like a serial killer's yes face or something totally to me that's scarier than like michael myers yeah 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 so Ugh. so, so that's creepy. it that was so good i there's, love it there's like so much more to it i was like holy fuck i thought this was gonna be easy but <laughs> it's a deep cut you can go deep. it is it is it's also making me truly want to go watch sleepy hollow with johnny depp and christina ricci with i think i might oh. do that tonight that was a good movie i should watch that with charlotte she'd actually like that oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's stay in the pumpkin theme as we're doing today. And I wanted to do something um, very near and dear to our hearts. And because it's fall, it's pumpkin season or pumpkin spice slut season, for which I have a lifetime membership. I wanted to dig deep into that. So I got most of this information from Better Homes and Gardens. Nice. A.K.A., I don't know, the Harvard of <laughs> recipes. Um <laughs> And I was just thinking about it because a lot of the pumpkin spice craze has been associated with Starbucks, right? And yes. when they released their pumpkin spice latte, which do you remember the year it was released? Or do you know the year? <sighs> I don't know the year, um, but I do, know, I do know a little bit about like the recipe and how it's changed and stuff. Like how they've done it? Yes. Yeah, and I think I talk about, no, I just touch on like, I just touched on um, an aspect of that in head office for Starbucks that I had no idea existed. Okay. So it for in 2003, they okay. released pumpkin spice uh, lattes in select stores. And then obviously as the years continued, it's now like everywhere. What I didn't know, and they didn't say specifics, but they said through the 1990s, there was a lot of other stores that attempted pump, a pumpkin spice lattes. But really, it was the Starbucks one that kind of caught on. And so that made me think, okay, let me get into what is pumpkin spice? What is the history of pumpkin spice? Um, because now it's just really like weaved into the culture, at least yeah. here, and especially related to fall. I want to start out with a brain blower because I, obviously this makes sense when you think about it. But when I read it, I was like, oh my God. So here's a brain blower for you. Pumpkin spice does not contain pumpkin. I'm going to give the listeners a minute to collect themselves. <laughs> okay, so pumpkin spice is a mix of various spices. Um, and most commonly, it includes cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg, and allspice. And sometimes some bold characters put a little mace and cloves in there as well. Mm -hmm. Depends on how spicy they're feeling. Um, but what's really interesting about pumpkin spice itself, or like that combination of different spices, is that they all come from different parts of the world. So it's not like, you know, and they all existed in Ireland and they kind of combined them. It really was like a lot of expansion and different like trade routes and things like that that allowed all of these things to come together, according to Better Homes and Gardens, because I don't have any other information. So it was to create pumpkin spice, it really was an international come together. Pumpkin spice dates back to the Dutch East India Company, which was founded on March 20th, 1602. Um, and it's thought to be the largest company to have ever existed in recorded history. And it was founded by our man, Johan Valvan Oldenbarnevelt. And I know what you're thinking, Christina, you really nailed that pronunciation. You did. You totally and did. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I did. That's all I have about him. That's all I okay. want to say. <laughs> I just really wanted to nail that, that landing of that name. I'm going to continue on. So many of the spices in today's blend could be found in Southeast Asian, uh, could be found in the Southeast Asian islands. Really nailing talking as well mm -hmm. today. Some could be found only on a few island groups, uh, which would is Indonesia today. 
they were known as the Spice Islands and were, they were very secretive, obviously, right? Because there was a lot of like resources there. So the Dutch took control of these islands in the early 17th century. And it was this possession and spreading of the islands and spices that provided the Dutch East Indian Company with such success. An early similar blend of pumpkin spice was called speculacrudium, I think, um, and it included cardamom and white pepper. This spice blend was very popular in the Netherlands, and they utilized it for desserts. This popularity led it to being uh, spread across the world. In 1791, our girl Mrs. Fraser, oh yes, you know her, a Scottish author, yeah, um, discussed her blend for what she called mixed spices. So really hammering it down to what it was, because it was a mix of spices. And she recommended it on flounder and mutton chops, our favorites. And this mix included nutmeg, clove, and Jamaica pepper. And they assume that this Jamaica pepper is actually allspice. And this was native to the Caribbean, Caribbean, depending on what you want to say, um, where the British had their own colonies at this time. Five years later, in 1796, the spice, spice bend was made its way to the New World, and it was included in the first known cookbook written by an American, Amelia Simmons, and she includes a pumpkin pie recipe. And this had mace, nutmeg, and ginger. Although I put here the pumpkin, it was spelled pumpkin, P-O-M-P-K-I-N, pumpkin. Okay, and I know you're asking right now. <laughs> What the fuck about pumpkin, right? That's what's going on in your head? Yes. And then I have in my notes, let's dish. <laughs> and then I turn the page. <laughs> really dramatic in my notes. You're reading my mind. Yes. So pumpkin is one of the earliest domesticated groups on earth. Indigenous people of North America used it for savory pumpkin recipes, often incorporating chilies. Um, it was the dirty Europeans. <laughs> I put, this was not from Better Home and Gardens. I just added my own artistic flair. It was the dirty Europeans that went full diabetes and added sugar to make pies. <laughs> as far back as pumpkin pie recipes go, we see some vari variations of the blend. In 1675, there was a British recipe for pumpion pie, and it's P-U-M-P-I-O-N, pumpion, pie, P-Y-E. And this called for cinnamon, nutmeg, clove, and pepper. Um, now, McCormick's, the oldest spice seller in the world, first introduced pumpkin pie spice to America in 1934. This was a few years after and in response to introduced canned pumpkin, when they introduced canned pumpkin to the public. So prior to this, like you'd have to buy your pumpkin and do it yourself. In the 20s, they figured out a way to can that shit, put it on the shelves, and people were like, ah, oh, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread, but sliced bread didn't exist then, so that doesn't make sense. <clears throat> now, I looked up McCormick's, because I thought, let's, let's talk about the oldest spice seller. Like, what's their deal? Now, in this article, they equate McCormick's as an American company, which is true. There is an American company um, that was started in Baltimore, Maryland in 1889. But then, my gook gave me a Canadian version. Oh. Started in London, Ontario in 1883. Okay. Six years earlier to the American version, which to which I say, Canada was the oldest McCormick's. And they were a spice company. And do you know what they're called now, today? In 2021? Clubhouse? Yes. They are. Good guess. Now, that's just fun history that I included in there. Who knows what they're talking about. But McCormick's, the oldest spice seller in the world, first introduced pumpkin pie spice to America in 1934. That's really all the information I have. And then I just did a little bit of googing um, for pumpkin spice latte itself. Because I was like, how many have they sold since it's been released almost 20 years ago? So according to Yahoo News, shout out to Yahoo News, Starbucks has sold an estimated 500 million pumpkin spice lattes since launching in 2003, with a whopping 150 million of them landing on my waistline. Thank you. The flavor, and this is the part about the, the Starbucks thing. The flavor was created in the, what's called the liquid lab, and led by Peter Dukes. God bless you, Peter. Shout out. Hope you're doing well. And his title was Director of Espresso Americas. Imagine nice. that business card. 
That is a nice business card. Peter Dukes, director of Espresso Americas. He was a director. So anyway, he created it in this liquid lab that they have, which must be like a flavor design lab at Starbucks. So $500 million is what they've sold. And that is the very brief Better Homes and Gardens history of pumpkin spice. Very nice. I did not know all that background information. But as a sidebar, Go on. side note. Go on. Um, so the pumpkin spice one at Starbucks, it was a few years ago, actually. Mm-hmm. But like recent years, mm -hmm. where I think people were pissed that there was no actual real pumpkin in the syrup. Yes, yes. So they did add pumpkin. To they it. Have, they've added real pumpkin to their syrup. I do remember that. But I mean, it's still like a diabetic. Totally. Fuck yeah. Yeah. But um, like I think it was, what did they say it was? Um, like sweetened condensed milk, spices, and pumpkin puree or something It was like a that. puree, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, so... As somebody who reads that, clearly I went out and bought sweetened condensed milk <laughs> and pumpkin puree. Did you? Did you I did. try it? I have, yeah. Does it taste good? It does. It's not as good as Starbucks, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, and I got like the coconut, um, the coconut milk. Yes. Um, sweetened condensed stuff because like I don't, I rarely have dairy. Okay. Um, so I got that and the pumpkin pie. Filling because yes. the pumpkin pie filling is sweetened. Sweeter, yeah. Whereas pumpkin puree is really just Land. pumpkin yeah. puree. Yeah. So, um, and then I get, yeah, and I use oat milk and I do chais. So mm. I do pumpkin chai. So like this is um, from Starbucks. Is a chai latte made with oat milk and three pumps of pumpkin sauce. Oh, I bet you that's delish. Oh, it's fucking delish. So I do make it at home. But I actually use, um, I don't use the Tazo chai. Um, I use, um, oh, what is it called? The chai company? I think so. I'll, hmm. I'll send you the link. But okay. So I, like, you can get it from Amazon or wherever. Okay, and it's yeah. actually, you remember the grind? Yes. So I don't know if it's the chai that they use now, but it was the chai that they used when. Oh, which was very good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the, that's the chai that I use. So. Okay. Um, R.I.P. The Grind, but shout out to, is it The Vine and Grind now? Or The Grind and Vine. The I Grind think. and Vine, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, they seem okay. to be doing pretty good down there. Yeah, he's got himself a good little, he's good at social meets. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I think, when you, you know when you talked about um, how other like smaller coffee companies tried it? Tried it? Yeah. But like, Starbucks kind of has like a cult following, so I mean. Yeah. For them to make something popular it's they've got the following to do it that's right? right that's right yeah so there it is that was awesome yours was awesome too i think we did good we really i think we really paid some good homage to pumpkins today. yes our our favorite season well part of our favorite season yes it's connected us for a decade of friendship and here we are so do you want to get into some fun yeah okay Yes, I do. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I got you a few things. And I tried to get things um, that maybe you hadn't tried that were specifically maybe from America, which is even special now because we can't go to America yeah, we can't because get the border shut down. Yeah. So the first thing, I don't know if you've ever had these, but have you had these? No. Okay. So these are Kit Kats, which, I mean, give me a break. Yeah. And these are pumpkin pie Kit Kats. And we all know that pumpkin, or sorry, that Kit Kat, Canadian Kit Kats are far superior than... They really are, yeah. And you yeah. can see this in a taste, but we don't have this flavor. I've never seen this here, this pumpkin no. pie. Will Chris and Charlotte eat these too? Probably. Can I leave some for them? Yeah, go okay. ahead. So where did you, did you order these online? I did. Okay. I still have like, okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of, maybe it's the gin, like ginger cookies or ginger. Oh, yeah. Delicious. It's really, and it, to me, it really tastes like pumpkin pie. Maybe that's what, it's good. Yeah, Jay and I had them, because you know these things, like they could be so gross. They have the potential to be really gross. Mm -hmm. But when we got them and we tried them, we're like, holy shit, this is like. This is, is a quality pumpkin. It is. It actually, product. you know what? 
there's Pillsbury pumpkin spice cookies. But you know, like the ready-make? Uh-huh. You just pop them in the oven? Uh-huh. Have you had them? Uh-huh. That's what they kind of remind me of. Okay. Oh, see? Really? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Why are you looking at me like that? Well, no, no, no. I'm just trying to think of the flavor because it's been a while since I've had them. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But, um, yeah, just on that note, though. Okay. Wait, do you want me to do all of mine or do you want to do one for one? I, I'm good either way. What do you want to do? Well, I'll get mine. Before. Okay. Okay. So, next then, I have... So, I have a couple of things. So, these... Shout out to Steph Gunning. Okay. Who always makes me pumpkin products. Oh, right, because she has a... She has a pumpkin cookie recipe that she gave me once. I don't know if this is it or not, but these are delicious. These are... Um, <laughs> I asked her and I, I can't remember. So these are mm. good. Oh yeah. Mhm. Mm I don't know if they're like pumpkin drops or something or. Mm. And they got like a little white chocolate. Mhm. Mm so mm. these are delicious. She's good. Thanks, Steph Gunning. George. So, she's always good to me. She's a good kid. I like that Steph Gunning. Georgie approves. George is like, yes, give me more. You're kind of like a little pumpkin spice yourself, Georgie, with your little red hair. She's she got is. whip topping for feet. Mmm. You good, eh? Uh-huh. Okay. So I have two more. Okay. Because I couldn't remember if we had a number. Did we, we didn't. Okay. I don't think we did. So jumping on your bandwagon of the Pillsbury ready-make ones, mm -hmm. I had... The, so when we could go to the States, which the last time was like February of 2020, mm -hmm. which is literally the last time I was there, I always try and like get stuff from there that we can't get here, obviously. Yeah, because they have like the best food down there. They do. And they're pumpkin, they're fall and like Christmas um, lines are always fantastic. Yeah. Like they're way better. So this was a pumpkin spice cookie bake that I've been hoarding. Oh, okay. And I was okay. like, oh, this is the perfect opportunity to whip this out. So I did these this morning. Oh, so they're like fresh. They're super fresh. These are pumpkin spice cookies. I don't know. Mmm. Yeah. They're good. Mm-hmm. Mmm. They have that homemade taste, too. Mm hmm They were homemade, but they were from a bag. I know, but like a lot of times when you have like that pre-made stuff. Yeah. It, it doesn't have that homemade taste. That's right. Yeah, these are good. These are like, I quite like these. Mmm. You did a good job at cooking them too. Thank you so much. Or baking, I guess. Baked, yep. Burnt my fingies doing it, but. Aww. I'm okay. Georgie is like loving this shit. <laughs> I feel like she's starting to get the shakes because she wants it so bad. <laughs> She's like, oh my god, it's so good. Mm. Okay, what else you got? Okay. And then lastly, and I brought a cup, so. Oh. Okay, so take that. Okay. I was going to almost bring two drinks. One was going to be a pumpkin rum. And I was like, oh, I don't know if you want to have that at 1030 in the morning. So this is not booze. This is, a, have you ever had this? Hank's Pumpkin Spice Soda? No. Okay, me either, actually. So here we go. Okay. I found this in Colburn. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. Where did you find it? At the Big Apple in Colburn. Oh, okay, okay. And the Big Apple, for anybody around here, you've seen it on the 401. It it's, has... Um, thank you. It literally is a Big Apple. And you go in there and they have tons of pies and that's sort of what they're known for is their pies. Mm -hmm. And it's always apple pie, apple crumble, but they do like blueberries and they have a pumpkin cheesecake that's really, really good. Um, so yeah, walking around there, I found this and okay. I was like, oh, this is good for us. So All cheers, right. buddy. Cheers. Oh, it's light. It is. Yeah. It's actually not bad. It's all right. I'd throw some rum in there. Yeah. Yeah, so this is seasonal. Hank's, genuine Hank's, 
pumpkin spice soda. Which is clearly, I'm just looking now, they've totally imported this from the States. Because there's no France. Francais on there. Oh. Yeah. Well, what's on the back? Is there any French writing on the back? No, look how big the nutrition facts are. That's how you know it's from the States, Holy too. Holy shit. Yeah. 160 calories. <laughs> Each sip is like 50. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, I feel like you did a whole little bit more like homed good stuff, but I got mine. So this is from a place actually like Toronto way. Mm -hmm. um, and it's called Natura Market. And I think I showed you the link to that before, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, so I just bought, <gasps> excuse me, just pumpkin shit. So this one is Smosh Mallows. Ooh. And so they're marshmallows, and they, um, I should have had these open so that nobody has to hear us opening them. So these are pumpkin pie flavored marshmallows. marshmallows. Have you had these before? Yes. Okay. Because you, you yeah. bought a, a pack of I bought stuff from them before. It's very marshmallowy. I shoved the whole thing in my mouth. <laughs> it is, it is actually, and I'm not a marshmallow fan. It's freaking good. It's mm -hmm. not overpowering. It's Are a very okay? light flavor. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm just trying to chew. Because mm -hmm. I shoved that. They're big. They're big square marshmallows, and I shoved the mm -hmm. whole thing in my face. Yeah, they're good. Nice. And it's, what is it? Smashmallow. Yeah. Pumpkin pie. Hmm. And feel free to take any of the stuff home with you. Because we've already sampled the stuff here. Oh, what am I doing? Whoops. Sorry. <laughs> You're just used to drinking out of a beer I bottle. I totally am. Um, so, and the thing with um, this online store is everything's kind of, um, like, healthier. So, like, um, this right now is called Get Back to Human Holiday Edition Pumpkin Spice Dark Chocolate. Ooh. So it's vegan, it's paleo, there's no refined sugar, there's no cane sugar, like all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah. so this is dark chocolate pumpkin spice. This Ooh. I have not tried, so. Okay. Um, we'll try it together. We're going to try it together. Feel free to eat as much as you want, but I was thinking, you know, so that we're not sitting here shoving our faces. Thanks, buddy. We'll just have little... Little pieces? Little pieces. Let's do it. Okay. I'm not a fan. It's too dark chocolatey for me. It's very dark chocolatey. I'm not tasting much pumpkin. No. Yeah. It just tastes like your run-of-the-mill dark chocolate. Yeah. I'm going to pass on that one, actually. You wouldn't even lose some. It's not awful, though. Do you no. like dark chocolate usually? I like some dark chocolate. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just going to put that in there so you can't get it. Um, <laughs> but, like, I mean, this is... When I say I like dark chocolate, it's more like the dairy milk dark chocolate, which you know is, like, probably mm -hmm. not good for you. Right. Um, but this is, like, 70% cacao. So this is straight up the dark chocolate that's good for you. Yes. I feel healthier already. Me too. Me yeah. too. Yeah. Um, it's not awful. It's not awful. There's a couple of thing, things in here that we can't necessarily taste. Um, but definitely take this one home with you. <gasps> so this one is an almond and coconut creamer pumpkin spice. So it's for your coffee. <gasps> so I actually have like a little um, frother like that heats it up and stuff. Yes. Oh, I have um, one of those. Yeah. Yeah. So I put this in here. And put it on top of like my chai tea or my coffee or whatever. Okay. It's also good with, um, you know, that Bengal spice. Yeah. Oh, are you kidding? Tea? Yes. I introduced you to that. No. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You sure did. And I love it. <laughs> it's and I like changing it. I like um, experimenting with that tea. So. So you put this froth on top of that tea? Yes. Oh shit! I'll try yeah. that. So that is all you. Thank you, buddy. Oh, I'm so excited for this. Um, I also got, um, I got like a Yule Tide, well, I think it's peppermint, that we're going to try. Uh, yeah, not you and me, meaning me and my husband. Yeah, 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 you'll taste that. Um, but if it's good for our next step. Are you I'll kidding? Yeah. I'll bring it to you. 
Is it from the same thing? Yes, from the same place. Is it out now? Yes. Okay, cool. So they have like a line of um, different kind of creamers right now. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that one is good. It's not like, it's not like sweet or anything like that either. So that's okay. I like um, that. So yeah, just keep that in mind. Because sometimes when, you know, you're adding like a flavored kind of creamer to your coffee. Yeah. People expect it to be sweet. Yeah. That's not. Okay. So this one is pumpkin spice, individually wrapped chocolates. So Ooh. it's chocolate with pumpkin spice on the inside. Okay. So like instead of a um, Reese's peanut butter cup, it's a pumpkin. It's a pumpkin, and they're individually wrapped, so I can actually pull one out. Thank for you. you. Have you tried these before? Yes. Okay. I have tried these. So they are good. They're even. Looks like little pumpkins. They're so dainty. Why? These have little bites. I just shove a whole thing in my face. <laughs> This is good. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Whoa. Boulder, Colorado. Mm -hmm. R.I.P. John Benny Ramsey. This is delicious. I'm starting to feel a little nauseous. Why? Chocolate? All the sugar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dude, this is delicious. So this is Lily's. Mm -hmm. These are baking chips. Okay. You can take this whole package with you, too. They are pumpkin spice. Is this I, Christmas? I already have a package in my cupboard, so. Have you used them? I haven't used them yet. Okay. Um, okay, you can tell me well. Um, so, they're just like, you know, chocolate chips, white chocolate chips, but instead, okay. they're pumpkin spice. Oh, they smell super. Oh, yum, yum. Dude. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. Oh, yeah. So there's hitting no me now, too. Yeah. Whew. No sugar added. What? They're sweetened with stevia. Or For stevia. real? Yeah. Holy smokes. Mm-hmm. This shit is delicious. So here you go. This is like very pumpkin, pumpkin mm -hmm. spicy. Wow. Yeah. And again, it's, it's all from the same place. But I noticed that independent grocer is starting to sell the Lily's chocolate. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that there, but they have like the chocolate bars. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like there's no sugar added. Um, super sweet though, right? Like holy shit. Yeah. So for thirty, yeah, that's really low. Sixty calories for all that. Mm-hmm. Holy, that's pretty good, dude. Thank you. And the other thing that we can't eat, Ooh. and I'm gonna make this for Charlotte one day, was like because I just had to buy them. Was organic pumpkin shaped pasta. <gasps> Yeah. My Italian boyfriend is going to be so happy. Look at those. They're little pumpkins. Yeah. Little babies. Uh-huh. Aren't they adorable? Oh, my God. Italian-inspired. These are freaking... Are these for me? Yeah, you can have them. Holy shit. Thank you. This feels like Christmas. Aww. Thank you so much. No problem. I'm going to make pasta so hard. You'll have to let me know how they are. Okay, I will. Um, so I've got some to like make with um, Charlotte as well. So um, Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Holy smokes. Well, this was so much fun. It was. I feel like this was a good way to like get back in there yes. and make it fun. And we got to have some... Sugar and some caffeine I'm just and like, Starbucks. I feel and... like Georgie. I'm shaking from the sugar right now. <laughs> I had to wash all that sugar down. I don't um, I don't have like a lot of sugar and stuff right now. So yeah, just because I had like a whole like liver episode this year. So like yeah, I had to take like an ambulance ride and I'm sorry, what everything? Yeah. What the fuck is so, going on with the people in this house and their organs? I don't know. But do you remember I had to have my gallbladder out? Yes, years ago. Years ago. Well, apparently there's like this rare incidence where people who don't have a gallbladder can still get gallstones. I get them in my liver, like in my bile ducts. <gasps> yes. Is yes. that super painful? Yes. Incredibly. What do they have to do to get them out? Well, thankfully, um, I've had it a couple times now. Um... And they just, they've just passed on their own. But the last time was, like, I had to have, like, um, 
some medication that like slows down my digestive system so, to stop my liver from like spasming. Oh. And so I can't have like high fat dairy. I can't have a lot of sugar. I can't have alcohol. I can't have processed foods. Wow. So I'm glad I didn't bring alcohol then. Well, I kind of had a fap. <laughs> um, it's like, like I can have the stuff once in a while. It's just don't. Not every day all the yeah. time. Yeah. 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 So. Holy shit, buddy. So when I don't eat, like, that was a lot of sugar for me. Uh-huh. Absolutely delicious. Mm-hmm. But my my stomach was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, yeah, your body goes into full, because it's like poison. I've heard somebody refer to sugar as, yeah. like, for our body. Our body's like, what the fuck? And, like, it's one thing if you're used to sugar, but if you haven't been eating sugar for whatever reason, and then you have it, your body really goes into shock. It does not yeah. know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes me, like, nauseous if I have too much of it, but totes worth it. <laughs> well, on that happy note. It was totes worth it. Yeah. It was totes worth it. I think we'll end her off. Yeah. It was, it was good. Great to see you again. Yeah. And let's do this more often. Once a year's good. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's good. Like, we don't... We don't want to overwhelm people uh, with yeah. all of this awesomeness, right? We don't want to, like, oversaturate the market with our killer lines. Yeah. And our killer Wikipediaing and better homes and gardening People are going to be like, ugh, not those two again. Those two cool bitches. Yes. That's us. Well, on that note, cool yeah. bitch, let's peace the fuck out. Thanks, everybody. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. And guys, we want to hear from you with your stories so we can talk about them on the podcast. Send your stories to whitegirlhaunted at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at whitegirlhaunted, on Twitter at wghaunted, and again, our email is whitegirlhaunted at gmail.com. Until next time, bye! Daddy, you're an asshole.